Today on The Good Word, we're talking about the continued importance of a guiding light and the dual purpose of our activities in the church. The first public works program undertaken by the new American government in 1789 was a project to build lighthouses. The new Congress considered the project so important that they provided funds for maritime safety before they set aside funds for their own pay. Although lighthouses have been around for millennia, their use has not faded even as technology has advanced. Many of the lighthouses built during the age of sailing ships still stand, even if they're not maintained the same way they would have been a century ago. Radar technology and GPS have made the use of lighthouses as guiding lights in a dark harbor not as necessary for survival as they once were, but many modern captains report that they still use lighthouses extensively. Knowing there will always be a constant, unmoving light, no matter the circumstances, can provide vital information and peace of mind as crews navigate even in the age of advanced networks. Lighthouses don't hold the same life-saving importance they once did, but they still stand as a mark of guidance and refuge standing firm even when everything else is in chaos. The Lord's mission for His church is to help the refugees of the world and the refugees from the world. This dual purpose is perfectly expressed in the two great commandments. Our focus is on loving the Lord and loving our neighbor, no matter who our neighbor might be. For the Lord, the spiritual and the material are not two different entities. That which is spiritual has worldly aspects, and our earthly concerns have a spiritual dimension to them as well. The Lord gives us the chance to help ourselves and help others in both spiritual and temporal ways through His established church. In Doctrine and Covenants, section 115, He gives the following guiding principle for His people. It's not just about standing as an example, but standing for safety as well. Verily I say unto you all, Arise and shine forth, that thy light may be a standard for the nations, and that the gathering together upon the land of Zion and upon her stakes may be for a defense and for a refuge from the storm, and from wrath, when it shall be poured out without mixture upon the whole earth. Most of what we do in the church refers back to our commandment to be a light and be a refuge. Any service, donations, teaching, or outreach done in the name of the Lord helps grow that place of safety, creating room for more to join as they see the Lord's light. Even our personal worship through study and prayer shines our own light brighter to better be seen by those searching for something only heaven can give. We don't parade our devotion to the Lord to gain our attention. But if our desires are sincere and the chance is right, the Lord may use us as an example for someone who's seeking for light. We too, no matter the length of stay or steadiness of resolve, can find rest and guidance in the Lord's refuge. Once we've come to taste the sweetness of the Spirit, the best way to feel that again is to seek out chances to serve. We're closest to the Lord when we're following His example to mourn with those who mourn and comfort those who stand in need of comfort. The Lord has chosen His disciples as the tools He will use to save His children. Though we are imperfect, He has the skill we need to save all those who come in from the storm seeking sanctuary. And that's the good word.